Today I'm speaking with Shannon Murray, the star of Ragdoll, an MMA uh, feature film that's been making the film festival circuit. Shannon, how are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm good. You know, you're kind of a nomad going from Delaware to D.C., New York, L.A., Atlanta, New Orleans, you know, so you're living, yeah. the, <laughs> you're living the actor's life, I guess. I am. It feels like I'm in the traveling circus. But when you when you get bit by the bug, it bites hard. So uh, chase it down. Yeah. Uh MMA movies aren't made very often and when they are they use uh, a lot more kung fu style aspects of uh of martial arts stunts to make it look more interesting for the camera, but this film doesn't do that when <clears throat> excuse me. When you guys decided to make Ragdoll, how authentic of a look were you going for? So I found the sport of Muay Thai about ten years ago, and I I fell in love. So I grew up in Delaware. We don't we didn't have Muay Thai. I didn't know what it was. Um, but my brothers and I, we my mom was amazing. She we put us into martial arts, and I had heavy bags. So we would always train on the heavy bag. So when I got into Muay Thai, I was like, oh, I've been doing this my whole life. This is what I like to do. So. I wanted to show more Muay Thai stuff, and we also did mat wrestling uh, growing up, and my brothers did, and um, so I wanted to show the BJJ aspect of when you're rolling around on the mat, you know, you're not doing these dynamic moves. You're you're thinking more, and it's more of a chess game of, okay, if I move my leg here, if I move my arm here, or, you know, I wanted those type of uh, moves instead of the big flashy ones. Well, there's a flying arm bar, but... That's about the splashy or the Superman punch. That's there is the Superman punch as well. Yeah. You know, which, which ends up in every movie. And I think I got into an argument with somebody saying that uh, they got really mad at me for saying that Marvel has uh, renounced their superiority cinematic wise to DC because Captain America threw a Superman punch. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Listen, if you're from the competition and you're throwing a punch named after your main rival's character, you lost. Yeah, it's true. Or maybe he's reclaiming it and he's like, Captain America punch. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Muay Thai is is getting far more recognition in the United States now. We have Lion Fight as a promotion. I don't know if you've been to one of their shows yet, and they're working with, uh, you know, some European companies for European Grand Prix and whatnot. So it is starting to get recognized here. Yeah, when I, I wanted to make this, it was originally a boxing script, and I really wanted to make it a Muay Thai script, but uh, Bailey, our director, had more MMA connections, and, you know, thankfully, we we did go MMA, for, uh, MMA has gone for females in the last three years, cause that's when we found the script three years ago, it has, like, elevated well beyond what I ever thought it was going to at this time in our lives, which is awesome. Right, and uh, I saw that you guys were using the Spar Star cage, so that was fun. Yeah, that was a blessing. We we got put in touch with Spar Star. They came through, uh, built a cage. I work at a TV studio called Calvert Studios, and they brought in the cage. And uh, we were in a pinch because our um, where we're shooting our uh, wide establishing shots of the fight. Mm. Um, the fight promoter, the things kept falling through. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to reach out to Sparstar and see if they can get us into one of their fights. And they did. Uh, They had a fight at Commerce Casino. And I was like, after the fight, we're just going to scooch in there and shoot it. And they were were so cool. They were really nice guys. Yeah, they always put on a good show, and they're some of the nicest people there. So uh, as soon as I saw the the ring dressing, I was like, oh, they worked with Sparstar. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those guys are great. Uh, the movie itself is very heavy. You know, there's not even a couple of light jokes, which usually happens in dramatic features. Uh, is it, you know, but this tends to be the trend with more indie films. Was there ever a moment where it's like, maybe we could put some brevity into this film because it is a very heavy topic. I mean, your character goes through so much of, yeah. you know, dealing with a mother with cancer coming from a low-income household, father's gone, et cetera, et cetera. And there's other stuff in there that I don't want to give away because it's not yeah. in the trailer, but it's still pretty heavy. Yeah, well, that's um, – when Bailey and I were going through the script, we are like, well, this can go one direction where it's just everyone's depressed afterwards. Or <laughs> <laughs> we can, you know, do it right by casting – comedic actors who can bring a dark dark comedy to it and so right. everyone that's in this movie has a, a strong comedic background mm -hmm. and I think it helps that people you, you, we get some good laughs in the audience which is great mm -hmm. uh, Dante always gets a laugh Stephanie always gets right. laughs and it's just it's really um, there's some good moments um, for laughter um, and this little there's little like bits hidden little mm. gems in there to where some we don't point like there's it really addresses uh mental health issues mm. and we don't hit the audience over the head with them if you if you're aware of like when he's in the pharmacy ordering mm. his medications if you're aware of what those medications are you get the joke if you're not right. then you don't like so some stuff might go over some someone's head so that's okay right yeah. and you know and dante's character plays it up and he he's pretty balanced and he he's got some pretty funny moments in the movie as your super fan oh yeah i love the yeah. my favorite of his is i should have worn the v-neck yeah oh god that line was really funny <laughs> i would get to every time yeah and then uh the other the other lady whose name escapes me right now uh i think her last name is van dyke uh, uh, screaming Kumite at you in the locker room. Oh, was pretty funny. Yeah, Bonnie, Bonnie Van Duke. Yeah, yeah she's that was great. Yeah, she's yeah. she's actually she trained. She's a fighter and a brilliant violinist. And um, yeah, that was a fun scene. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, coming into the world of well, this is your second action movie, actually. Miami Heat's another one that you have coming out soon. So, yeah, you know. I am friends of mine. Um, we've been friends for years. They um, they called. This was we shot this in December and January. And uh, Oleg Prudius plays the lead. He was an ex WWE superstar and now action star. He's done a bunch of films. Um, and they called and said, would you want to, you know, play the lead in our film? And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I would. Like, but there's like guns and fighting. And I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. You're like, nah, I just want a cameo. Who wants to lead yeah, in anything? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can I just get two lines? I don't I even want a line. I just want to walk on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not right. Uh, funny thing is, my buddy and I were talking about Cynthia Rothrock last night, and then we end up seeing a photo of you with Cynthia. And uh, yeah. you know, she's uh, she's an interesting one. She's a certified badass. Oh yeah. She's you know four time undefeated <laughs> forms champion had to go to Hong Kong to make a career as a uh, as a martial arts action heroine before she could return to the United States. Yeah, that's uh, that's some old school style stuff right there. Heck yeah, she's 
She's pretty cool. I was at the Action on Film Festival where we uh, where I won Action Performer of the Year, which was insane. And she per- she presented me that award, and I was like, "How in the hell am I here right now?" <laughs> <laughs> right, and then and then when you do the math and realize, uh, you know, her age, and she's still doing the splits and climbing Masa Picchu and everything else, you're just uh-huh. like, I don't know, twenty five year olds that can do that. And she's from Delaware. So it's just Delaware blood, apparently. Oh, is that what it is? It's in the water? We had Washington cross it, and then now you guys are trying to keep up the fighter spirit? Exactly. You just have to escape Delaware, and then you can, you can do it. Is Delaware really that bad? I thought Maryland was the problem. Uh, no, I mean, Delaware is great. I mean, it's beautiful. It's right. just, um, you know, uh, it's, it's, I love Delaware. It's I don't know, but it's, you know, nah. Don't worry. I've already pissed off Marvel super fans and now people that live in Maryland. So yeah, <laughs> you're in the clear. I'll take the heat for you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, but, she's cool. I would love for her to be my mentor at some point <laughs> or do a film with her or something. That'd yeah. Awesome. Well, I mean, she's still working. That's the great thing about it. You know, she's been, she's been doing movies since the eighties and, here she is in the new millennium. Well, it's not even new anymore. We're 20 years in yeah. and and uh, and still rocking it. So that's got to be some fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 Were you always interested in setting out to be more of an action heroine or did you find yourself to be more comedic, more dramatic? Like what was your scene initially? You know, it's been it's been a, a lot of changes. So I grew up in sports. Um and then I found acting. So then my focus shifted to acting and it was mostly uh, theater. So it's a mix of drama and comedy. Mm-hmm. And then I was booking when I was living in New York, I was booking so much uh, drama. And when I came to California, there's such a huge comedy improv and sketch comedy scene. I found myself doing so much comedy out here and it was weird to me. because I was like, I'm like, I'm not like I'm, I have, I'm funny, but I'm not like, I'm a hilarious person. It's, mm-hmm. I'm more situational, I guess. Um, right. But, um, and then it wasn't until I was really frustrated with where I was at with things. And I said, I looked at, you know, you have your your special skills section of your resume. And I'm like, what in this, like, sets me apart? Okay, I played softball for 18 years. Mm-hmm. I, I do this, I do that. But I don't, like, how can I make a movie? What's my movie? And I... I love action films. I, I, that's the one thing that I'm like crazy for. And I, it never occurred to me to really capitalize on it. Cause you know, even going to the gym, like that's my mental outlet. That's not my, it's like there's that stuff and there's, you know, acting stuff. Um, but then I was like, Oh, well, you know, if I could find a script where I can showcase like Muay Thai and my physicality, that could, I guess, be it. And then that's, taking me down this road where like even shooting Miami heat, I was like, Oh my God, like I'm shooting semi-automatic weapons. I'm kicking ass. I was like, duh, Shan, of course this is what you've been wanting to do. Like how is it taking so long to figure this out? Why do you think it's taken Hollywood so long to catch up to female action heroines? I mean, Cynthia had to go to Hong Kong and China has been making female action hero movies for, you know, forever. And then, you yeah. know, war and military and everything else, historically, women have been involved in all these aspects of life. Do you think that a part of it is the whole Victorian influence of damsel in distress and that just permeated the cinematic culture in the United States? 
or is it yeah. just that they never took notice? I think there's been like waves, especially in the, the action world. You know, you have the the heroine and the, the action hero man who comes in and has to save the girl, and mm-hmm. and that's been flopping the other direction lately. But even so, like in the past, like the the roles have sometimes been unbelievable. Like mm-hmm. women, um, I've gone through this to where they're like, "Well, we need you to be sexy," and it's like. I'm sexy because I know how to do this. I'm sexy because I know how to throw a punch and shoot a gun. Like that, that is what is sexy, not having my, my boobs out. Um, no, I think there's still, I get it. Sex sells, but it's, um, I think people are finally getting an understanding. Um, like even take professional wrestling where the female division has gone, um, has, so, I mean, there's an all-women's Royal Rumble that I never – I have you have hope, but you never thought you'd see that. Mm-hmm. And you have women who aren't having to um, objectify themselves and make things – everything a sexual situation. Like, you've got real fighters, real wrestlers, and I think uh, female MMA has really opened up these doors as well. Like, um, everyone hates it, but I think Ronda Rousey actually mm-hmm. helped to – open people's eyes because she brought a lot of attention to MMA and open those doors. And I think, I think a change is coming and we're going to see stronger women on the scene, like real women, real warriors. Well, if you've ever been to an Invicta fight, you know, I've never seen them. I've never seen Shannon Knapp put on a bad fight card. Yeah. Like I've never seen a boring fight from Invicta, which is an all female MMA promotion for people that don't know. Um, you know, the, the female fights are way more exciting than the male fights at, at times. And you guys even point out in the movie that at the end of the fight, the men will just shake hands and typically walk away. Whereas the female fighters will still hold a grudge. And that was yeah. the most honest thing that I heard in the film. <laughs> it's true. Cause yeah. we fight with all of our heart, all of our passion. We still, <laughs> men do too, but it's like, it's a extra obstacle for a woman. Like, right. You you step in the gym. It's like okay, let's see what you can do. I'm like, do you do this to the guys? Mm-hmm. Like how? Like you're right. always proving yourself. Right. Well, I I think it is because like we can separate the sport from the violence at some at some instances, whereas with mm-hmm. the female, you know, mother lioness, you know, she wolf, etc. It's like no, it's fight or flight, and we're just gonna fight it all out, and you know, not even leave it in the cage, just like. Screw it. I want best five out of seven. True. Yeah. Yeah, let's go again. (laughs) You know, uh, what was the shoot like for this film? Because I know indie films tend to have a very small window to to make their their mark, especially with budgeting and and timing and actors availability. You know, so tell me about about the, the filming process for Ragdoll. Um well uh, once it was go time, it was go time. Like the train was leaving the station, whether we wanted it to or not. And uh, it was basically I was living in New Orleans, trying to save up money, try to find funding uh, for the film. I came back. I drove cross country in April to make it happen. We started casting, and casting just fell into place beautifully. I mean, I'm a spiritual person. I was praying about it all the time. Like, please. God, just like let the right people fall into place. Don't put any bad, bad people on our path. Give us, you know, the right ones that are going to help us. And every time 
I would really like, um, I don't know, just reach out. Then Bailey would call and he would be like, hey, what do you think about Dot Marie Jones? Because the, the coach was actually originally um, a male character and she had read that the role and I was like, yes. Dot Marie Jones would be perfect in that role. Whereas um, Dot could have beat up the guy that was actually playing the coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, Stephanie Erb, um, I had watched, um, oh gosh, what was, what was the show? I had watched the show she was in, Ray Donovan, mm-hmm. and she had a, a little character arc in there. And I remember making a mental note, like, wow, that's, She's good. She's she's really good. And, and then it was just you know in the back of my mind. And then uh, Bailey reached out with some some uh, actresses that he was interested in. And he said, "What do you think about Stephanie Herb?" And I was like, "Okay, let me Google her." I was like, "Stephanie Herb. Oh my God, that's that girl from Ray Donovan." I was like, "Yes, yes, you should call her." I like, "Yes, see, is she interested?" I was like, yes, yes, yes. So then she was interested. She was down. She was in. And um. Yeah, this crazy. Roxana Sanchez, this is her feature film debut and she um uh she just killed it in the audition. It was hard to find uh we were looking at athletes first cuz I didn't want to I wanted to be like to, legit. Like I wanted I didn't want it to be, you know, right. seem unauthentic. Mm-hmm. And well, we weren't finding the actor in the fighters. So we really needed to make sure that we had that, that deep connection and emotion and, and whatnot. And right. so we started looking at actors who had fight training and Roxy had boxing training and she came in, she killed the whole vibe of having confidence and authority and also vulnerability. And so then afterwards she was, once she booked the role, she was like, can I come to Muay Thai with you? And I was like, yeah, you can. <laughs> I'll teach you some knees and kicks and stuff. So, um, and then we were also training Sistema with Martin mm-hmm. Wheeler. He was our uh, site coordinator. Um, right. I had never Mar- seen Sistema before. Martin's amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. And he's like one of the only Americans that actually knows the art. Yeah, well, there's I guess only one gym. There's one gym here, and there's one gym in New York, and that's yeah. it for the United States. So, okay. yeah. Well, under under his, because I think there's a couple of Russian guys that teach up in Seattle because, like, they came with the uh, the Russian immigrant influx. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, so I think there's a couple, like, Seattle, Portland area. Oh, nice. But uh, I don't think they're uh, affiliated with Martin. Right. Yeah. But, no, he, he's, you know, and the funny thing with Martin is that the guy's, like, 165 pounds, looks super skinny, looks like he can't do anything, like he should be playing <laughs> beach volleyball, and he's like one of the most dangerous people in the United States. Other than that look in his eye. <laughs> well, Other yeah. No, I mean, if you just saw him walking down the street, not if you actually made yeah. eye contact with him. Yeah, don't make eye contact. <laughs> yeah. I always did whatever he told me to. Do you see into his soul? You're like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, there there are some some of those people that you just look at him and you're like, uh, no, not today. This, yeah. this is a bad idea. <laughs> Now, you know, uh, the rise of women's MMA and women's Muay Thai, I mean, you know, um, Gina Carano was the one that really started off with uh, crossing over from Muay Thai to MMA. Cyborg, Mm -hmm. Rousey put everything on the map and elevated it to the next level, and then it Mm -hmm. just continues on. Um, What do you say to the females that want to be action heroines? Because 
again, Cynthia had to go to China. And then, you know, it's like, oh, can you do this fight scene topless? Which makes no sense to the story whatsoever, and so on and so forth. How do we have cinema catch up to combat sports? Mm. Well, I think for women, it's best to, and, and there's plenty of women that do this, but um, if you're looking to get into it, like just uh, educate yourself on many different styles and weapons and be ready for all of that. But also be strong enough to tell someone no mm-hmm. and know that that's okay if you tell someone no. And then there there will be another job. But if, like, like I said, like with someone, you know, saying, I need you to uh, dress a certain way or be sexy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you need to stand up for yourself and say no. And I, I've watched some of Cynthia's films mm-hmm. recently, and it made me proud because some of her films, she has a, a shirt, you know, that doesn't show any cleavage in a lot of her fight scenes. I'm like, mm-hmm. how did you do that in the 80s? <laughs> like, I don't know. How, like, that's impressive. Like, I wonder, I want to ask her what, um, if she had to fight for that or if they were okay with that. Um, right. But I think just showcasing more uh, skill and being able to show off more skills uh, than the average person is what's going to set someone apart. Yeah, because, I mean, like you brought, brought up Cynthia not showing any cleavage, and especially in the 80s where it was just cleavage galore. You know, like mm-hmm. we'll look at like Blonde Fury and the fight scenes that she has in that movie where nothing's showing and she's just a total badass on top of everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and the not being afraid to say no, I think, is a big deal because so pe- some people want it so badly that they're willing to do anything. And sometimes it's career suicide more so than career advancement. Yeah, and it also hurts the film and they, the uh, filmmakers sometimes don't realize it because they have their own ideas. And it's like, if you know what's right, you know what's right for your character. Um, my character is a bodyguard or is a this or that. She's not going to show cleavage. Right. She's not going to have, you know, she's going to be, you know, or she's a secret service agent, you know, like, I don't right. know, just stay strong. <laughs> right. It's not a secret service agent in booty shorts. We get it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, That's a different type of film altogether. Yeah. Maybe it's something you want to be a part of. Right. Yeah. Um, The the projects keep flowing and you're working a lot, which is great. And you're working behind the scenes as well as in front of the camera. Is the desire at some point to self-direct? Because there are so many people that end up doing that, you know, like – Oh man, who's Ben Stiller has done that, you know, where he's written the movie, he starred in the movie, he's produced the movie, or is that just too many hats at one time? Because sometimes that can blow everybody away, like Motherless Brooklyn with uh, Ed Norton. You know, he wrote, he directed, mm-hmm. he edited, he starred, he financed, and it's a great right. film. But on the outside, like to me, it was like half an hour too long. But it was his vision to be, you know, X Y Z links. Right. You know, is that sometimes a help or a hindrance if you're wearing every hat in the project? I think, I think it's great if you if you can do it. Um, it's been something I've been presented with um, a few times already this year. As far as if I wanted to direct, um, I'd like to focus on acting. It's just so it's like this film has taken a lot of sacrifice from me. I self-funded it with Bailey, uh, produced it, you know, going around the country expensive and a lot. And, just, and I'm so thankful that it's out there, but it's like, I kind of want to like a little bit of a mental break, maybe just get to dive into a few characters and then 
think on what my next film would be, and I would totally direct and act, but I think there should be, in my experience on working on things with people, I think there should be a separation sometimes with uh, directors. Uh, if you're directing it, don't edit it. Or if you're going to edit it, edit it down to a certain point and then have an editor come in and finish it off. Because mm. you need fresh eyes. You need fresh perspective. You Sometimes you're just way too close to it. And... Yeah, you, you know, you just you you need a team. Right. You have to have a team. And we're not knocking Ed Norton or Mother's Brooklyn. It's a great film. It's just that he's the most recent example that I could think of. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. That way we yeah. don't get hate mail and going. Did you hear what they said about Ed Norton? You know. <laughs> so. <laughs> I actually haven't seen it yet, but um, I want to. It, it's a really good film. I I think it's a half hour too long, but that's my perspective on things. And uh, I'm big on time management, so. Yeah. 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 And this one is a is an hour and forty three minutes uh, runtime for Ragdoll. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, was there something that ended up on the cutting room floor that you wanted in the picture? No, there is a scene that ended up on the cutting room floor um, that we decided not to have in the picture. Um, it's. Um, we show Nora with an actual John mm-hmm. and we decided it's a little too bold. It's too much. Mm-hmm. So then we, we took that scene out and I think it was good that we took it out. So now it's more suggestive mm-hmm. um, and you don't see like, was it like overly graphic or was it just, you know, mm-hmm. okay. No, it was, it was just the, the, I think seeing her character actually go through with it, I think would have been, just too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like when she's, you know, on the heavy bag instead and it kind of tricks the audience. Oh, is she in a bed? Mm-hmm. She having sex right now? Oh right. no, she's hitting, holding the heavy bag. Right. I think that's, uh, all you really need. That was a great decision on, on Bailey's part to make that cool transition. But right. yeah, I think you know, it was making people feel icky. Right. <laughs> like a little too icky. And if we want that, we'll watch French films because they just keep yeah, going. Go. I'm kidding. Now the French are going to get mad at me. So. <laughs> Today is my day. Whatever. (laughs) Lent starts next week. I'll I'll go to confession and repent. It's okay. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Which actually I need to do anyway. But (laughs) (laughs) just get just get out all the ragging on everybody today, and then I'll go to confession later this weekend. So. (laughs) (laughs) So. What is your dream role? I mean, you know, you, you, you've primarily worked behind the scenes and you're in front of the camera now, and obviously you've done a bunch of stage stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. they sit there and this is, you know, like James Gunn, how he did a ton of indie films and then they're like, boom, here's your big break, you know, to go multi-million dollar with Guardians of the Galaxy. What's your James Gunn moment? Oh, I mean, I have so many ideas. So I also mm-hmm. write. So I've got, I love sci-fi. I have a great sci-fi script uh, that I've been working on that I would love um, something like that where it's action, drama, psychological, thriller. You know, you've got all those aspects. I would love to do something like that. Um, And then also something like a a Guardians of the Galaxy, a little more marvelly, lighter, and... Uh, colors, lots of cool colors. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I'd also like to do a period piece. 
you know, play um, play a cool warrior queen or play, you know, something historic <laughs> to bring out the acting shop. I dig it. Uh, one thing we, you know, we had mentioned about empowering women in film. Uh, your film, like the most recent Birds of Prey, there isn't posturing of a strong female character. They just are strong female characters. How do we get back to that in female-driven roles primarily? Because the male films don't sit there and posture, I'm a strong, independent man. you know. And so many of the female films do that, which is unnecessary because we figured it out since you're the one starring in it already. Yeah, I know. It's really annoying. Uh, like... I haven't watched it. I saw the trailer for, here I go pissing people off, um, <laughs> for, uh, was it Batgirl? Okay. And I didn't watch the show because of one of the lines in the trailers. I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those where they hit you over the head with it. And I'm like, we don't need to do that. She said something. Right. Oh, ba God. Batwoman's already it's in not the costume. We figured out it's her show with being the title character. Yeah. Okay. She, she, she makes some comment about not, oh, like a man made this, something about a man making a suit. <clears throat> uh, something, I don't know. Um, but I was like, we don't need to do, like, we we are who we are. We're strong. And that's, like, that's, that's it. Like, you don't need to, some films <clears throat> make women uh, act similar, have similar characteristics to, like, a tough guy. <clears throat> and it's like, they it's really put on right it's not necessary you are tough you mm -hmm. are sexy you are these things just be them right because um, i was telling recently somebody i was like bitchiness isn't necessarily strength it's just a bad no. attitude yes. and i think that a lot of people mistake bitchiness as strength and it doesn't work for the film or the role you know we figured yeah. out you're the strong lead character because you're the lead character right so. Yeah, I yeah. agree completely. Yeah. Um, uh, what can we see you in? You know, other. I mean, this is out today, actually, Friday, February twenty first. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's got to be exciting to get a release after the film festival circuit, and then Miami Heat is coming out soon as well. Correct. Yeah, Miami Heat will be out uh, soon, probably a few months, mm -hmm. and I booked a role in an Amazon series that'll start soon um, called Bad Men. Congratulations. Uh, be, thank you. I'll be playing another badass character. <laughs> uh, it's um, a post-apocalyptic world, and um, I'm the sheriff's wife and mom, mom housewife type role, mm -hmm. but then the sheriff goes missing, and then I step into his shoes. Um, but that's just one of the, you know, there's so many characters in the show. So lighthearted comedy is, is your genre, I, I'm guessing at this point. You know? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Romantic comedy. Really. Right. Oh, you're the new rom-com queen. That's next, you know? Yes. <laughs> you beat everybody up that you date. And then the one guy that yes. actually likes it is the one that sticks around. There you go. You know? like under management type, type movie. <laughs> It, it, hey, you know, it, it worked for uh, Adam Sandler. He made that movie with Jack Nicholson, so we'll we put could, we could make it happen. We'll remake it with you and Kathleen Turner. Yeah, I was just watching Roger Rabbit. That's why her name popped into my head. So. Oh, nice! I love Roger Rabbit. It's what a it's it's a classic. When you find out, like. They, today, I don't think that technique would ever fly where you sit there and go, we're going to have a bunch of models and painted stills, 
and the guy who does the voice is going to be on the set behind the camera annoying you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know <laughs> instead of just green screen everything. You know, that was yeah. a difficult shoot. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I don't know the behind the scenes details, but I'm, I'm sure it was. Uh, oh, it's an amazing story if you ever get a chance to hear it. Um, before I let you go, what was some of the more difficult aspects of filming the fight choreography for, for Ragdoll? Ah, um, we went over the fight choreography so much uh, with Martin that on the day, because we were so limited with um, funding, that we had to make sure. And then we also trained at the yard, which is a Muay Thai gym downtown. And they're amazing there. And they let us uh, go in and also work out on the mats and work out our choreography. So that way, uh, both shooting, when we were at the commerce and we were at the stage, um, we could just go in and do it and do it and do it and go over it. And we would just go at it. So at Commerce, we went through the choreography for about an hour, just going over it. Okay, now go again, do it again, do it again. And then same with on the stage. We did it all day we were fighting. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't think there's, like, Broxy's crazy like me, so it worked. Whereas if I had someone who was a little bit more of a diva it would have been harder but I was right. like I'm good to go again you good to go again yeah I'm good to go again like, alright cool <laughs> so she's a ex-military ex, uh, she's working at the sheriff's department so she's like she's badass but she was she was down to keep going and going hard well that's awesome mm-hmm. and, and you know don't pl- uh, downplay her badass levels of you know just being a sheriff and you know military experience either so yeah yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, I just like to throw it in there. Just no, so well, everyone knows. Well, it's, it's also important, you know, because people forget the, how many women are in the military and the police force and everything else. Yeah. And it's, you know. that's that confidence that she had when she came into the room. And I was like, yep, here are, here are Aisha. <laughs> well, you know, the film came out exceptionally well. I'm glad that you guys stayed true to martial, you know, mixed martial arts roots and your Muay Thai background as well which we don't get to see very often. Um, I'd love to see a Muay Thai movie come out at some mm-hmm. point that uh, hopefully you're a part of since it's your background. Yeah. Um, maybe now um, but you know, you got to get a, get something into your belt. I'll look around and see if I can find a good uh, Muay Thai. Actually, one of the, I, uh, Darren Longley, the writer of this film, he wrote a second film and it all uh, for Ragdoll too, just in case someone was like, well, do you have a sequel? Mm-hmm. Um, and I got my wheels turning and another weird thing that they do in the fight world overseas is um, they'll have you wrestle they'll, or not wrestle. They'll have you fight with like makeup on. Mm-hmm. They want you to look pretty and you come out and you do a dance and all this stuff. I thought it'd be what a funny world to send a character like Nora over there where she has to like put makeup on and do this dance right. before she fights. And, you know, right. kind of now, what, but was that a bonus, actually, of not having to be overly uh, covered in makeup for, for the film? Because, you know, your character typically or didn't really wear any. Oh, it was fantastic. I loved it. Um, I was like, Bailey, I don't want to wear me. <laughs> I just want to be, I like want to come in as me. And he's like, we got to like wear some makeup. And I was like, I just want like the minimum of what you will allow. Like, I don't. I don't want to wear makeup. And it was right. great. So I would just shower and go to set. Right. And then, to, like, we didn't have to sit in the chair for long or worry about 
stuff. The only touch-ups was like blood touch-ups. Right. And it was just it was just the powder foundation, so you didn't shine on on uh, on film. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, that's awesome. Ragdoll is out today. Uh, Shannon Murray, where can we find you on social media? I am on Instagram predominantly. I don't really mess with the TikToks and the Twitters and the Snapchats and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I'm I'm young, but I'm old. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for anything, but I'm on Instagram, uh, Shannon Murray 101, and then Ragdoll Movie uh, is our other Instagram. Awesome. Well, congratulations. I wish you all the success with this film and with uh, Miami Heat when that comes out. And please keep me posted on any of your other ventures and more action mm-hmm. films as they come along. Thank you. And thank you for watching the film and interviewing me. You're awesome. Oh, thank you. All right. I will talk to you soon. And, uh, you know, everybody go out and watch Ragdoll when you get a chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right.